Welcome to Conviction Strong Radio, the podcast that gives you the empowerment tools and subject matter experts you need to navigate that winding and sometimes bumpy road of life with a strong mind, strong body, and strong spirit. And now, the guys that know the way to Awesome Town, Craig Heisel and Jake Walsh. Can you hear me? I can't hear myself. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conviction Strong Radio. I'm your host, Craig Heisel. With me, as always, is the best-looking wingman in uh, podcast history, Jake Walsh. Jake, say hello. Hello, everyone. I I always want you to say hello because I I don't want people to think you're not here. I am here. I can't currently hear myself, though. I can hear you. You're better. maddening. Did you not plug this stuff in all the way? It is. Yeah. So today, gang... Uh, we, we filmed the er, film. We taped a podcast. There we go. One of these knobs got turned. We're going to let Jake kind of sort himself out. Are you good? Yeah. So we filmed a podcast, taped a podcast. That's twice I said it, it uh, last week that um, it's called, uh, we entitled it, Nobody's Coming to Save You. And then when we were saving it to um, the interwebs, it took a dump. And so we're re re-recording it and I think it's going to be better than the one we tape it's a week later it's been a rough week for me uh, from a mental and spiritual standpoint but I've bounced back so we're going to talk about that in a little bit but I also want to put a little caveat on this show so Jake and I have been trying real hard not to drop um, f-bombs or curse words lately and I'm pretty passionate today to be fair you've been trying harder than me I I kind of pride you myself just, on being unfiltered. You just accepted it when it when um, when I'm allowed to be. So uh, get buckled in. If the kids normally listen to this one, you know I would I would encourage you to listen to this one first and make sure that it's okay by you if they listen to it because I think the message is sound, which is why I kind of check my language sometimes. But I'm fucking fired up and I want to get after it. So heated. Nobody's coming to save you is a concept a lot of people come to visit the gym or a lot of people I st- I've started doing mentoring um, with other coaches for other coaches with um, a website called Up Coach and a lot of people will come to me initially with uh, problems or issues and this is what I do with my mentors I come to them with my problems or issues and then I get their thoughts on the matter, and then it is up to me. And when I work, when you work in the service industry at this level, it's it's pretty much the same thing. Whatever level I'm receiving, when I'm asking for help, that's what's happening to me at whatever level I'm at. Here's the thing: when we are asking for help and we get the <clears throat> um, advice or answer that makes sense and then do nothing about it or do it in a way we think we should and don't get the result that we expect. Right. Uh, I see a lot of people uh, get frustrated by that, which fine, let that pass through. Or I see people quit and, or I see people blame the advice or the system. Uh, all of that is bullshit. Um, I've worked with plenty of bad systems. Um, I know what systems to not use. I can start to see trends uh, in certain things when people are hucksters and when people are actually legitimate. That comes through uh, practice. And the big thing here is resiliency 
and a little bit of anti-fragility. So you're going to, if you're in the game, if you're in the arena, uh, hopefully if you listen to this podcast, you're not sitting on the sidelines, sitting on your hands wondering what if and what to do. Hopefully you take what we talk about here and the action plans we give at the end of every show or in every show and put them to use because if not you're wasting your time you should probably stop listening to this podcast to be honest with you you could go listen to something a little bit more entertaining maybe um, because you're screwing this stuff up Um, I get really uh, anymore at the level of help that I ask for or the level of help that people ask me if you don't do if you don't apply what you're being taught or you apply it incorrectly, uh, the only person that can pull you out of that is you. Again, I'll tell you the same advice two or three times if that's what you need. Uh, maybe in different ways. Maybe I was unclear. I'll take the I'll take the yoke um, to a certain extent. But I work with people all the time who have zero discipline, zero commitment, constantly look for hacks and magic buttons yeah. and wonder why they're stuck in the same place. And the problem is you. The problem is simply you keep looking for the easy way, and there isn't one. There's right, a simple you're way to navigate. Right. There's around, a simple way, not through. Right. And and, and to you're be looking on, for someone else to do it for you, or you're looking to shirk the the work. You're not taking on the yoke. Right. You have to put the weight on your shoulders and continue forward. And most people, it's it, the burden gets too heavy. They'll put it down and they'll want to go do something else, and uh, that's fine. You will stay in just that general area of your life where um, I really think. The hard work, the challenging work is what keeps people progressing and progressing keeps people happy. When we don't have work, when we don't have a purpose, you see people lost, you see people sad. When people have strayed too far into, um, well, a lot of times that I see on a, at a, just a base level laziness and they're not happy with the, for whatever reason, it's spun into, you. let's get to, let's talk about something here real quick too. Okay. Uh, if you are lazy... To me, um, and you've spun out into that lazy fear, and you're trying to correct it. I'm, I'm with you. Right. If you're lazy, and you want to stay there, and you are bitching about the results of being lazy, you, I have zero empathy for you. I, because uh, you're beyond uh, me. What I can offer helping you, you need to have a couple more discoveries before you can move forward. Because that's what we're. I think. The whole thing about no one's coming to save you is it's there's all these resources available to us in especially in this country with the Internet and with the ease of access to travel. And, you know, people are self-marketing, you know, ex subject matter experts are self-marketing, putting themselves out there to gain access to people. None of that matters if you're not choosing to take advantage of it. That's what this whole and a lot of these subject matter experts, if they are not. Look, I think we're talking about two sides of the coin, but what I'm saying is the access is overwhelming and it's up to you to farm it correctly and to go forward and figure out what works best for you. There's no one universal fit for everyone. There's no broad stroke like that. It's on you as an individual. There are guidelines out there, Um, you know, general like nutrition or fitness. Those are obvious ones that you can find guidelines everywhere, but just because someone else is doing it as prescribed doesn't mean everyone has to do it as prescribed. There's all kinds of variables that go into that. But without getting too nuanced into that, what we're saying and what this whole saying means is that none of that stuff matters. 
um, it could be the greatest program for nutrition in the world or for fitness or for making millions of dollars. If you're not willing to do the work, none of it fucking matters. Or if you are willing to do the work and you don't get the results that all the quote-unquote testimonial other people uh, achieve, then you... I remember going to a seminar, and I've said this before on the show, Dave Tate, who owns Elite FTS, had a coach look at him at some point in his life because Dave kept complaining about how, how dumb he was, and yeah. the coach looked at him and said, you're not dumb, you're just lazy. Right. So it means you have to find a different way, a different path. And I think a lot of people want to give up. I think a lot of people want to just... Well, if it works for so-and-so, why doesn't it work for me? Or it works for all these people, but I'm an outlier, right? So they'll go in the complete other direction. I don't have to do all that because I'm special, right? you know? Um, and while you are a unique snowflake in, a, in, in 7 billion snowflakes on the earth uh, in terms of humans, um, there are certain principles that still apply hard work, persistence, Empathy, gratitude, these are all things that help you on the path. But self-awareness, I think, is the most important. And if you don't know who you are or why you want to go where you want to go, you will always flounder. And so the reason why I have been getting hammered spiritually and psychologically the last uh, two weeks, pretty much since the beginning of January, and the reason for that was I know my roots. And if you want to be rooted like a totem pole or you want to be rooted like a reed that kind of bends with the wind, I I recommend uh, more the reed motif um, because I used to be the totem pole. Yeah, Um, that's tough, white knuckle and everything. Correct. But you have to understand if whether you're the totem or the wreath, where your roots lie. And if you keep denying the fact of what makes you who you are. And if you listen too much to what everybody else would do or what everybody else would say or what everybody else is saying or what everybody else is doing that you're not, you will get lost, you will break down, and it's your fault. And the only way that you can pull yourself out of it is to look back at what makes you who you are. What what do you like doing? What scares you the most? And... Those two things should be close to each other. So you should, like I build on what I like doing. I layer on top of what scares me. How can I get to the next level in what I like doing, which is scary, scary stuff uh, to me sometimes. But again, at the end of the day, I'm responsible to my family and to myself and to... um, my mission, just me, just me, no matter what anybody else says, no matter else, no matter what, how the world's making me feel. Yeah. Because everything that bothers me is my own fault anyway. You know, you constantly have to reassess. And I think for me, I live in that realm of, um, I'm either a victor of my own creation or a victim of my own creation. And if I'm not careful, and I focus on the wrong stuff that's outside my control. Yeah. I can bring myself down in that pit of bullshit where, you know, the world's against me. The world doesn't care. You got to wrap your brain around that. And I mean that to every single human out there. The world doesn't care about you. People walk down the street not thinking about you. I promise. I promise most people don't give a shit. They're thinking about themselves. That's true. And they're going to move how they want to move. 
And whatever you do, if you take offense to that or accept it, that all that stuff's on you. I was driving home today and some uh, lady cut me off in traffic. And all I did was just slow down and let her cut me off. I don't what I don't know why she's in a hurry. Maybe she sucks. Maybe she's got a maybe there's an emergency. I don't know. I just Right. None of it matters though, I think is what you're saying. So when you look at all this beyond your control. I am tired of watching people with the glut of information out there. There's two things that really piss me off. One are the amount of people looking at it for help and then don't do anything about the help they want with the information they get. And then two, there's the amount of uh, bullshit help out there that preys on weakness, which I've fallen for. Um, once you do that once or twice and spend the money and, and understand that these people are bullshit, you just start seeing, you'll see the trends. I can't explain that to you. You have to go down the wrong path in order to understand it. Uh, but it's the people who aren't taking accountability for the journey and keep bitching about the results of their lack of accountability that I'm really running out of patience for these days. I don't, I don't, it's, I can't, nobody can help you if you don't want to help you. Right. You can lead a horse to water, that old saying. And nobody can help you if it's everybody else's fault but yours. You're not, you're beyond, nobody can help you. You're, you're the person that says, yeah, but, or I know, but, or I, I know, but I got that, you know, you no, you don't know. You There's two things to that. I think, you know, there's that book that if people are not familiar with this idea, it's called Extreme Ownership and Leif Babin and Jocko Willink uh, wrote it and it's about him being a commander in the Navy. Uh, well, they were both on the SEAL teams. It's anyways, it, it goes from combat experience to the office, you know, like uh, corporate America setting, but it shows you how you can take extreme ownership at every, every single turn of every domain really in your life. And that should be empowering. It should not be daunting. Um, it should be something that you look to to shoulder in an effort to better yourself, your your life, and your uh, the life of the people around you, your community. You know, whether it's three people or sixty people. Or I think most people don't want to shoulder it. Well, I know I'm interrupting, but I just I, I just don't see it. I understand what. I don't think under people well, really understand the concept saying, of what that means. Right, that's how I'm referring them to it's that It's extreme. Book, so. Well, like you, to literally tell yourself and understand that you are responsible for all of it in your life. I think most people cannot wrap their brain around that. Yeah, I understand. Um, but it for me it's I, not I my feel fault like that they um to really I, you know, and maybe we're, I don't know. I, I vacillate about a lot of things. I think you know that and Shannon know, knows that. And um, to be devil's advocate, I think, well, on one side of the coin, I agree with you. I think that if they were to nut up or whatever you want to call it, step up 
and say, all right, I'm going to affect change in my fucking life and see where it goes and hope that those ripples go forward. Um, and I can set the example for other people. I feel very strongly about that. And I feel like that is true. Um, for almost everyone. And I understand there's outliers to that and I'm not speaking about them, you know, uh, but to the other side of the coin is that maybe I've been more privileged than I'm willing to admit or more, uh, fortunate than others to arrive to that conclusion. Um, and I feel kind of like maybe um, I I I don't even I can't even defend this I can't even go that that route because I feel very strongly about it I can't argue to the counterpoint when I was trying to be devil's advocate and speak for the people that say this is my excuse why I can't take extreme ownership but I can't even articulate that. Uh, line of thinking in my head I, I can't entertain it to make that argument so that was a wasted effort <laughs> sorry to sidetrack the show um, what I was saying though is that I, I was going to try to say you know there are some people that are I was going to try to defend the people that say I don't have the ability or I don't know how or I don't want to or no it's not up to me but I think it's bullshit because of the things that I've been through and the things that I've seen and the things that I've seen people that are close to me overcome. I don't, when they began to own it from losing loved ones, limbs, overcoming addiction, overcoming illness. Um, and I'm not talking colds. I'm talking cancer, uh, post-traumatic stress, um, you know, sexual trauma, all these different things, when they began to own those, whatever it was, these traumatic events or life-changing instances, uh, when they not necessarily owned that event but stepped up in the recovery <coughs> and said, you know, I don't want to keep living this way, um, when they owned their recovery is when they, their life started to get better. Um, I can say that subjectively and objectively about the, the cases that I've seen. So I think, too, so in order to qualify this, nobody's coming to save you. You don't need to be a, a, a hard ass or take a hard line on this stuff. You simply need to accept the fact that you're responsible for your future to the best of your ability. It's true that you could get killed walking your dog today. There's nothing you can do about that. But if you want to have a happy existence up until that point, that points on you. And one of the best ways to do that is to be vulnerable. Admit you don't know everything. Admit you need help. Look at yourself objectively. Where am I breaking down? Right. There's a lot of pain there. There is for me. Because I had an awful weekend. And I I wanted to be mad at everybody else but myself. But at the end of the day, I was the one breaking down. Right. I had my weaknesses. And once I accepted those. Truly, really the people that were around you or I'm using air quotes affecting you, mm -hmm. they could have been doing any or none of the things that they were doing. And arguably you still would have been in the situation you were. You, your sure. storm was internal. Yes. 
Right. Now, so, there's certain, again, there's certain things that feel like they exacerbate the storm. Sure. But is that But us? that's not, right, that's nothing to do is with. Is that us justifying? Yes. Right. That's you being weak. Right. It's not about, it's not about you. You're making it about you. Right. And so if you want to have a better story, start labeling things differently. You have to start looking at, and I'll tell you this, without a doubt, the cure to this weakness or, or kind of like landlocked feeling or despair or I might, I'll, I'll even kind of whisper depression is action, moving forward with something. Just move, move, make a movement. A move. I don't care if it's a step back, right. step off the line okay. and, and look around. But move. May, instead of sitting there in a slump and telling yourself, or telling yourself you need a break, I argue this all the time and I made a, a point, a, a, a little Instagram post about it this weekend. It's not always about taking a break. Sometimes, sometimes it is about taking a break. But if you take a break every time you are wearing down, you never know how far you can go before you need a break. So sometimes that's the time where you shut up and dig. It's time to go. Right. You know? Um, but you have, to, you have to consciously play with these things and you have to be aware of where you might be placing yourself subconsciously. And, you know, another component of this, which for me... I see often, and then I also am seeing it with other people in like a gym environment is we, I want to say we collectively, um, limit our ability, our objective performance by internal subjectiveness. Does that make sense? And it goes back to what you were just talking about, this stuff this weekend. Mm. I see what you're limiting saying. you mentally and then physically and then arguably mentally again you know it was feeding itself talk about that post so i think that post you share with me about efficiency would describe this concept perfectly can you share that that you shared with me well okay that does play into it but let me finish this thought right oh now. you had more yeah not my problema man <laughs> jake has a coffee mug that says with a llama on it says not my problema man got it for christmas <laughs> it's a huge, like, regular coffee cup. It is nice. Excessively large. Please continue. I'm sorry. What I was saying, though, is, you know, like, when I come into the gym, on days that I'm mentally, whatever, unstable, I'll call it. Like, you know, like, my foundation isn't there. Like, I'm going to come in and I'm going to kill it today. If there's, if it's any other day other than that, <coughs> mentally, um, I start to justify it how my performance isn't going to be as high as it can be. So, like, today was heavy squatting. So, you know, when I wake up, I'm, like, trying to feel, like, oh, is my back tight? Does my knee hurt? Did I cut my toenail too short? Like, what's going to limit me today? Ugh. I start justifying it right mm -hmm. away, like, searching. So we tie way too much collectively, uh, myself included, Myself probably more than anyone else. I'm just saying we so that I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> My objective physical performance to all this manufactured subjective internal bullshit. And I just use it all. I create it in some cases or I find it and it's unnecessary. And then I use it to limit my... And you see it all the time in here. Like people... In a gym, people, I didn't get that because 
you know, I I didn't get that second cup of coffee this morning, so I didn't get my new one rep max, or <laughs> I didn't beat my time because Tammy took the chalk bucket over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, none of that stuff matters. Yeah, that's not preparing you for you, life. You allowed yourself right to weaken, to back off. Right. That's why. Yeah. It's that Jim Wendler quote where it's like. It's not your gym. It's not your programming. It's not your diet. It's you. You're weak because you're fucking weak. Right. Knock it off. Black and white. <laughs> Stop it. There's no gray area in it. You're afraid to own it. And here's the thing, too. So, And I want to qualify this. Being weak doesn't mean you have to – or and being strong doesn't mean you're strong all the time. Being strong means when you weaken, you notice it, you rectify it, and you move forward. That's what people – There's not, it's, everybody wants it one or the other. You know, it's it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not the same. Oh, it's, we have all those quotes we were going to talk about. Do you want to talk about that, that post real quick before you get into that book? Or do you, is there stuff in the book that you think? No, yeah, what what post? What um, were we talking about? The, well, the guy was talking about shooting. Yeah, that was a good. So there's this guy. His name's Aaron Baruga, I believe. He owns Gorilla Approach. Gorilla as in G-U-E-R, not G-O-R. Correct. <laughs> Just want to qualify that in case anybody wants to look it up. And his name, again, is Aaron Baruga, B-A-R-R-U-G-A. <coughs> Gorilla Approach is the site and company that he owns. He does, um, you know, tactical training. Um what we were talking about, though, there were two points with the drill cramming. He's got a new article out, and <clears throat> I'm going to read what I sent you in the text. Is that what you're referring yes. to? Okay, and oh, here's an excerpt from the article, and it says, Even so, the real consequence is that post-shooting rituals condition shooters to think that wasting energy is acceptable. During real tactical engagements, our mental state will always consume more energy than our physical state because we are attempting to read the environment and make decisions. This demands that our physical movements be drilled to high levels of efficiency so that we do not divert precious mental stamina to physical tasks. If through post-shooting rituals we condition our bodies to sympathetically perform an action after a certain physical cue, e.g. whipping our head around after shooting, we must now waste energy to tell ourselves not to perform a learned action. Although doing so won't exhaust us, we should avoid behavior that preloads confused decision-making into a street fight. And it goes on from there. Um, you quoted another one, another excerpt from that same article. It says, Although a CrossFit-themed training event is hard and honestly feels satisfying, upon completion, this type of training can be left strictly to the weight room if it's not being used to assess marksmanship. Reason being that marksmanship is hard enough by itself. Similar to the negative effects of drill cramming, shooters run the run the risk of misreading their performance because they excel while performing deadlifts but completely fail with marksmanship. If a range fitness is being used as a smoke fest to assess resiliency, then fine. However, be smart and protect your athletes from injury. Don't do power cleans and body armor. <laughs> it goes on, but that was the end of the the quote that you sent me, or the excerpt. Um. And then your thought after that was, uh, you know, why are we doing what we do? If we don't know, then we are just as ineffective as doing something for the right reasons, but focusing on the wrong details. 
Yeah, so if you think you're doing something for the right reasons, but the, you're not focusing on the right details, you're also wasting time and energy and efficiency. It's just as much as it's, you might as well just be random. Well, and you see that a lot with um, emulation. Yes. So um, I'm doing what Timmy is doing because he is training to go to the games, for example, right. or to be a tier one. But Timmy knows Timmy, and Timmy trains like Timmy should, not how Jake should. Right. So all of a sudden this this. But then this with emulation, you lose nuance is what I was getting at. Absolutely. And so then you either discard purpose or rush over it or just don't pay attention to it. Or get frustrated that you're not progressing like Timmy is. Right, because again, like – and okay, so Ben Bergeron, I'm if I'm spiraling, just <coughs> cut me off. But he, I just watched a video about him talking about what intensity is, and he was saying, you know, a lot of people look at fitness or CrossFit, and they think um, the whole thing is like, oh, you need to be on the ground throwing up afterwards in your own sweat, and that's the misconception that it's too hard, that it's the far end of intensity. It's gotten the occult um, label from, you know, non-participants, whatever, uh, all because of that image. And, again, that goes back to emulation. It doesn't have anything to do with what actually happens inside the gym. Um, intensity is relative. Uh, and it's um, controlled in a bunch of different ways so time domain um percentages you know all these d movements uh scaled movements um duration load distance like all these different ways that you can um, manipulate intensity but people only go to that extreme uh, um and that's where it gets abused so again coming back to the original <laughs> Uh, no one's coming to save you if all these programs that are out there, you have to do the homework to find out, not programs, but all these resources that are available in the world. Um, we were on the last, last time we talked about this, we were equating it. I was equating it for the military population to assets that are available or resources that are available, you know, before you go on a mission you know damn well what resources are are available for you in case whatever happens and you know for contingency's sake and if shit hits the fan it is on you on the ground to call in those resources you know even with the advances in technology and everything if you you could have the backing of the entire US military it's still on you to say, I need A, B, and C, or whatever the case is. Um, and that's, if you look at it, if, if you're worried about this image of weakness, if you look at it from that angle, it's not weak. Um, and I, I don't think, people talk about this all the time. There's posts and songs and movies written about it, but asking for w assistance is not weak. It's,
No. Sometimes the hardest thing to do and the strongest right. thing to do. Exactly. So there's a have you read the book Red Platoon? No, not recently. It's from a Medal of Honor recipient, a recent one. Um it's a I read the book in in a oh, day and a half. Um, um it's Clint about Romacheo, I think. Yeah. But and I and I'll never forget this part of this aspect of the book. So all everything's coming down there in a in a a forward operating base it's just it was logistically it was set up in a nightmare position where if an attack ever did come they were screwed and an attack came and so now they're defending the camp and everything's going uh, to hell and they're calling in for help and so he goes into this it's a whole chapter dedicated on the systems the military provides to help the infantry on the ground stay alive right and he goes into you know the the how the planes fly, where they take off of, where yeah. the artillery is coming from, and then he goes into all being controlled by his buddy who's taking a dump in an ammo can while he's on the radio. Yeah, and that is was absolutely hysterical to him as bullets are flying by his head. That all of this massive machinery that is currently being utilized is being called in by a guy taking a shit on an ammo can, yeah. getting shit blown up around him. And so when you are in the position and you have all the mechanisms around you and you don't know which ones to call, how to make the call, or if you know all that stuff and you don't make the call, or if you make all that stuff and then tell them, oh, I don't need it, don't worry about it, again, all of it goes on to you, right. to your shoulders. So In that situation, you cannot abdicate. Abnegate. Abdicate? Abdicate. And I think in most situations, you can't abdicate responsibility. Look, you are so, responsible for your journey. We were talking about this over the weekend. I was talking about it with someone else. You you cannot co-op your life to other people or other resources. Most people want to. I know, and it's crazy. No, they told they me to do that. Me insane. Well, why did you did we you take a lesson about, and learn? We were talking about everything from they. nutrition to news to um, they. health, fitness, wellness, like all these mental health. We were talking about all this stuff, like... If you think about yourself as a business, would you let someone else make every single decision for you? Would you take the easiest consumable yes. information Some and people apply would. it to Absolutely, you? yes. Some people would. And then be mad at everything else for the system breaking down. Well, then expect me to be mad at you and not show up at your funeral when you died 20 years early because you didn't connect but the dots between nutrition and health watch a reality show where they come in and save a business watch the language of the people I watch what they do because you're that's that's but i'm saying my whole point is that i'm not watching what is sent to me right because it's bullshit but i'm saying if you did in this particular case you could see that most people want to abdicate even an owner of a business we're not talking that's a business we're talking about your life and still still with the, if that's going on in your business, that's probably going on in your life. Is that's your language and the stuff that feeds your family? That's probably your language in your life. And you know, I I get really really people get automated or robotic or or I don't or they just give up that decision making. They co-opt their decision making to other people, people was, that they've never even met. So listen, if 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 you were to coach physical fitness to someone let's say a, a back squat to someone on the west coast that you've never even met or seen or will ever see 
how in the hell are you going to coach them on how to properly do a back squat without ever making any kind of contact other than asynchronous through email, no visual, no uh, verbal, no audio, none of that. Mm -hmm. It's just asynchronous communication, text and email. You're going to be able to coach them successfully on how to do a back squat? No. I would argue that you can't because think about the gym members locally and how different how many different back squats there are you you understand what i'm saying like yes. previous medical history uh injuries um yes. biomechanics you know all this other stuff that goes into it how they feel all this all this stuff that goes into it but you're gonna so this is a long road but what i'm saying is that idea that's one thing one movement the back squat that doesn't translate, but you're going to allow someone to tell you what's important, uh, what you need to, what headlines need to dictate your day, um, what you should be eating, like what is, I'm using air quotes, nutritious, what um, ingredient they deemed most relevant and healthy all of a sudden. What, absent of any science. What <laughs> pill can save you with all the other freaking side effects that Without it has? ever having met you, you know, or understanding any of that other stuff. You know, your mental health, your physical health, previous medical histories, injuries, um, what your family life is like. None of that stuff goes into any of it. And it's, there's so many people that are just taking what's delivered to them. Or because like, it worked for their friend. If it's easiest. If well, it, Betty down the street. Did it, and she's fine. Whatever's easiest, you know, from food to um, nutrition, or not nu- from nutrition to fitness, uh, wellness, whatever is the easiest solution is probably the least beneficial. I agree. Over the, excuse me, over the long term. Take the bumpy road. It's, it should raise a red flag if stuff is being delivered to you. Um, unwarranted especially um right because you look something up on the facebooks and now you're getting all the ads all of a sudden yeah you got to understand that that's marketing right like no i don't think most people do i think people think it's magic i don't know if you're being serious so i'm gonna keep i'm partly serious yeah i think there's from what i see like puff the magic dragon (coughs) and this is what this whole show is talking about you got to have self-awareness, you got to have accountability, and you got to know where your roots are grounded from. And here's the action plan for that. If your actions do not match virtue, virtues of being a good human, if being a good human is important to you, then you're screwing it up. So if you think being honest is good and you tell lies to everybody and have excuses to yourself all day long and to everybody else, you are not living according to that rule you think is important. So when you look at what, where your roots lie, your roots lie more in your actions than they do your words. So honestly assessing how you act in a week, looking at yourself from the outside in can tell you where your roots are currently. And if you need to plant new seeds and grow, <laughs> grow in a different spot, maybe you should do that. And I don't mean move away and run away from, your, from all your bullshit that you created. That, maybe that maybe that might work for a little bit, but you probably still will create that new bullshit at this new place if you don't face 
the real reasons that all this stuff exists in your life. So when you're looking at, and I will go back to tell you that I bet you I could teach you how to back squat from far away because you would have the self-awareness. I bet you I can teach somebody with a proper degree of self-awareness, if I started with self-awareness first, that I could teach them how to back squat properly from far away. It was Without ever having to have looked at them or met with them. Because here's what I think most of the time, and I was arguing about this this weekend, arguing a point here. I don't think most people care to put in the time that it takes to truly be good at something and form a craft. They just want the illusion. They the want result. the... Right. They want the illusion of of the result or they want the artificial result. And when the artificial result wanes, they'll go look somewhere else instead of looking deeper within and cultivating new habits. And I think that's a big problem with why, and I don't know if we're seeing this or not or if it's just what we read, why people feel sad a lot of the time. Like how with all this connection do we feel disconnected? We're disconnected with ourselves because we're not digging in deep anymore. You right. got to dig deep. Dig deep into you, in you. What drives you? And stick to something, goddammit. Stick to it. Stick to it when it gets hard. Right. See it through. And you when it gets hard, it means you're about to break through to another level. And if you so if you keep sticking with the thing and you get to that another level and then that next level is hard, guess what's gonna happen? Suddenly things start to make sense and you know it's just part of the path. But for the sake of pride, just stick with it. And I would almost say disregard how it seems as far as difficult or easy. Don't get caught up in that. Uh, just stick with it. I disagree slightly. I, th- I think you should recognize when it gets hard that it's just part of the process. Instead That's of what I'm saying. Weakening. Just stick with it. Disregard that. I see what you're saying. I say let the feeling pass through. You know, I was... You know, oh, okay, so be compassionate. Allow yourself to feel that way. I understand that. Th- I think if I felt this weekend... If I felt like this three years ago, um, I don't know if I would have considered putting a gun to my head and seriously thinking about pulling the trigger. I don't know if I would or I wouldn't. I was literally starting to grind myself into that corner. And then with the amount of self-awareness that I've cultivated and the amount of respect I have for what I'm trying to do, and the amount of love I have for my family and my friends, that bullshit thought that's, that did creep in this weekend, that bullshit little flicker, just discard. Discard, let that pass through, and, oh, okay, maybe it's that deep. We're just going to, we got to start crawling back up now. And then literally, literally within 24 hours of moving again, 24 hours, dude, 24 hours of moving again and paying attention to the right details, and I'm back on track with a flicker of literally, I sh- oh, fuck this, I should just end it all. Are you yeah. kidding me? Are you kidding? It's, it's part ridiculous. Of the part of the ride. So I'll quote this real quick. This is from Jocko Willink's second, uh, this is a different book. I mentioned him earlier in the podcast. He wrote Extreme Ownership with Leif Babin. This one's just by him. It's called Discipline Equals Freedom, the Field Manual. And um, this is a pretty, a pretty great book. But real quick, this is page 30. It's called Fight. Go down swinging. And I'll tell you, if you fight with all you have, more often than not, you won't go down at all. You will win. 
But you have to make that attitude a part of your everyday life. Do the extra repetition. Run the extra mile. Go the extra round. Make the right choices. Give the full measure. Make yourself stronger mentally and physically. Stand and fight. Fight against weakness, against fear, against time, and against decay. Fight back. Go down swinging. Give every day everything you've got. And when you face a challenge, even something you don't believe you can win, or a situation where you know you cannot win, remember this. You have nothing to lose. So, stand up. Go forward. Go out in a blaze of glory. Fighting with everything you've got. Every ounce of energy, every bead of sweat, every drop of blood until your last breath. And then, and only then, can you stand down. Put down your sword and your shield and rest in peace. Some of his stuff, you know, it can be construed as intense. Um, I think the essence of that, though, is, again, no one's coming to save you. It's up to you. And at the same time, so here, and here's the paradox of this thing. Be vulnerable and ask for help yeah, when you I, need it. it. Pay attention. That's, that's all part of it to me. You know, it is. But you're responsible for putting that help into action. Part of that fighting until, you know, with every beat of sweat, with with every drop of blood until your last breath is exhausting every single resource. Even if that means generating them. Mm-hmm. Create them. Right. It's on us to look in unorthodox places. It's on us to try something, to take something from column A, disregard from column B, to pick something up from column D, skip straight over C. You know, and then for Timmy, it might be A, C, B. You know, there's no quit with the Joneses bullshit. Just figure out what works for you. So spend less time um, limiting your performance by subjectiveness, internal subjectiveness, especially if you're in any kind of a I get into these situations where I wall off um, and then it gets real subjective, you know, and um, misguided and that can lead to a bit of a vortex. Um, So avoid that. Uh, With gratitude, you know, and I know that sounds cheesy maybe, but um, a lot of us are more fortunate than we think or then we allow ourselves to think. Um, and if you can come back to that and really underscore some of that, it it has helped me uh, navigate like a lighthouse a, a, a little bit um, in times of fleeting darkness. Um, and then, you, you know, um, continue to self-educate, continue to try, learn, progress. Um, I was talking to someone right before the show and they were talking about how slowly they're coming back from an illness. You know, people, the weather here has been crazy. It's been going up and down. So everyone's getting sick. Um, so physically they're not performing the way that they want to be so close to the open. No, but here. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, you know, it's, and I made the joke and it, it is a joke cause it sounds funny, but you know, even crawling is forward progress. So, being grateful that you can make forward progress. Fuck the timeline. Um, timelines always create anxiety for me. 
Um, you know, so fuck disregard what is not important. Is the timeline important? No, in most cases for me. Um, there are some hard timelines I can't discard, but like where I feel like I should be, that's all manufactured bullshit. And remember that time is manufactured. So in reality, there's only a couple things you really have to get done. Um, and then incorporate gratitude. Um, continue to learn, self-educate. Um, the big thing for me that has helped keep going is the vulnerability, but in a different capacity. Doing that, um, finding things to be vulnerable about, you know, to love uh, has helped um, perpetuate forward movement. And then what else? For me, the mental is, I don't know, 70 or 80% physical. So if I'm not pushing myself physically, I it can get dark. And luckily, I've been fortunate uh, that I can, the variation physically has helped me sustain it. Uh, it's been since I was 13 or so, so 20 years. Hmm. Uh, so it's been quite a while. So all that stuff has helped me continue forward. And it, at times it's been backwards, but in the, vein, in the vein of going forward. Coffee's helped. Yeah, lots of coffee. <laughs> so to summate on my end, are you, are you good? I am. I want to make sure that we all understand where I'm coming from on this one. It's about owning your journey and being responsible for your success. And the way you do that is know your roots. Let yourself, I don't, let the, the tree or the reed or the totem pole grow as big as you want, but know where you're grounded. And do not ask for help until you are ready to help yourself. If you're asking for help and just putting that responsibility on whoever or whatever is helping you, you're going to fail. You're still a victim. You're not ready, and it's all your fault. And lastly, get in the fucking ring. All you people sitting on the sidelines, pointing and wondering, default to action. Get marred and dust and sweat and blood and be the hero of your own journey. You have no idea when it's going to end, and you need to end like a fucking lion, charging something down. Live in large, just like... What Jake read, what Jocko said, you know, go, go until it's all done. You have nothing left. That's living. That's honoring the gift of somehow being here in this big wide universe. When you look up at the stars and you laugh at all your bullshit problems, you think how small you really are. Think about all those things and uh, know that uh, I love you. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jake does as well. Some of you. Um, another thing, you know, exhaust all options, um, live fully, but relative to you. I I don't want you to, yeah, whatever that means to you. I don't want you to see someone juggling fire and think that you need to do unless that's your jam more than that. You don't need to be of a building, the number one movie star in the world to live a full life. Right. You need to do that's what I'm saying. Live by your own metrics. Don't, do you want to juggle fire on top of a building? Do you parkour? 
I think you anything should. with parkour. Yes, <laughs> that's your that's your jam. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna You've pick known up that about parkour me. at 33. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm semi-pro now. I was no. thinking about turning. <laughs> well, I can't wait I'm to watch this unfold. Semi-pro race car driver. <laughs> the Unofficially, last, the last thing um, I'm gonna finish with is what we started. The original podcast with, and it, it's one more quick thing from Jocko, and this, and again, extreme ownership and discipline equals freedom. It's all in the vein of what we're talking about today. This is page eighty-seven in his book from the field manual: discipline equals freedom. Engage, engage. Weakness is strong. I must be stronger. I must crush it into submission through force of will. So. I savage the body. I push and pull and fight against gravity. I fight against fatigue and soreness and the weakness that says, give in. I will not give in. I will fight. That's it. So if you're not understanding, if this podcast was Latin to you, pick up anything that Jocko Willink has written. Um, you know, the discipline equals field, or <coughs> discipline equals f- freedom field manual or extreme ownership uh, that he and Leif Babin authored or the Jocko podcast. Yeah. I just, um, those are all good places to start. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're the architects. We're the authors. It's on us to go until we cannot. And in that journey, continue self-education, self-improvement, you know, to stay in the fucking saddle. I don't know. Boom. It's the simplest way. You can find us on the interwebs, Instagram. Yeah. Look up Craig Isol, Jake Walsh. Look up Conviction Strong Radio. Do the same thing on Facebook. Yes. Um, we talk about where to find us all the time, but if you can't find us in this day and age. It's on you. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I also love pretzels don't look away from me (laughs) thanks for listening hashtag nut up no no problema (laughs) we'll see you guys next week later thank you so much for listening everybody don't forget to visit us on our website at convictiontraining.com check us out on itunes or subscribe to us on soundcloud for all the latest conviction strong episodes And remember, in every obstacle, there is opportunity. Be the person in the arena, not the critic on the sidelines. Have a great week, and give out a couple of hugs and high fives along the way. See you out there.